is the Evil G Podcast, episode 118. That was very reminiscent of, you know, the old ad? The what? <laughs> Remember the old TV ad, like from the original Mortal Kombat, just the kid out in the street shouting Mortal Kombat? <laughs> That's not what I was going for, but... Oh, oh. I, I don't what even remember. I, I don't know. I was just shouting just for the hell of it. Well, you know that they used the sound bite in the famous dance track from the movie. You know that shout, Mortal Kombat. From that's the dance a kid. Track. Well, no, they, he was he was playing. I think there was a kid doing it, but whenever he shouted, they used that sound bite. So he was like a man shouting, but he was like a kid playing the uh... game. Yeah, I think they tried to reenact it. With the Dave Batista thing, oh. remember he's going around saying oh, Mortal Kombat to people, and then it gets louder and louder and louder, and everyone starts shouting Mortal Kombat at each other. I thought at one point they were going to use the sound bite, but they didn't. What would you do if Dave Batista walked up to you and just shouted Mortal Kombat at you? Nothing. If I, if I lost you, he'd be just so flabbergasted, he'd just go into complete silence. Hmm, well, there you go. It's just me now. <laughs> My name's Colin. I'm the host guy. That was Stu. Maybe he'll come back? Who knows? And he's back again. It's all right. Back from his adventures. Yep, back from my adventures of reconnecting Wi-Fi's and stuff. I'm just glad it's not. It's just glad it's not me this time. It's usually me. Yeah, I have to. But I was oh fuck, Collins away again. I was up <laughs> chatting to myself as well. Going, oh Jesus, here we go again. I was blaming me as well. I really yeah, I need to do something about this this uh, Ethernet thing. But no, it was me this time. Fucking you know my internet or my Wi-Fi connection. I don't. That's why I don't like Wi-Fi. I definitely prefer a wired connection, hands down. But um, you were asking me what would I do if Dave Batista ran up and shouted Mortal Kombat in my face? Yeah, I'd shout, I'd shout it back at him and give him a hug because <laughs> he knows the score. Hugs for Dave Batista. I bet you he likes being hugged. He looks like a big hugger. <laughs> so I wonder he hasn't shown up in WWE. Like recently, the you know the way The Rock just did because oh, did I? Him and Cena, because they right? they don't have anything else to do. They're all oh. striking. So, oh yeah, yeah, okay. No films to be made. The Rock had to say, "Well, fuck it, I can go back to the ring." Ha ha ha. Was he was he burying someone to get himself over? I think he did. I. Ah, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> was that a young guy too? Austin Theory, like it was so you know, you joined Rock. It's like Did I'm here for five minutes. Let me bury your ass. <laughs> so very, very useful. Uh, um in terms of playing games, I have just been playing Starfield more. Um, so not much else to go in there. I, I will say two things. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it well enough. I have started cheating. Okay. Because I don't want to collect crafting materials. Oh, well, fair to... I, I get that. I, yeah, yeah. 
uh, there's a lot of see the crafting that game. It's like there's tons of different things that you collect from different places in different ways, and it's all a mixture of different things to to craft. Uh, and I was like having real trouble getting hold of adhesives, which mm. for some reason you know like glue, I guess. <laughs> and no glue in space. No, the, the wide glue shortage in space. Eh? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so I was like, oh, "Fuck this!" Right. I'm using I'm using the console to to give myself some glue. And I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it!" You know what? I'm doing the I want to do these weapon upgrades, and I, and I don't want to go melt rocks and what have you. So uh, I just started giving myself whatever I needed to do, whatever upgrades. And the game's all like, "Oh, we'll turn off achievements," and I was like, "Oh, I don't care." <laughs> It's either I do this or I stop playing. Yep. Which is, which is don't, it? Don't threaten me with your achievements. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, uh. What was the other thing? I have forgotten the other thing I was going to say. Um, yeah, that's, that's completely gone. I mean, I'm still enjoying it. It, it is, as I said last week, it's, it's a Bethesda game for better or worse. Don't make games like this anymore. Really, they really don't. No. Um, oh yeah, that was the other thing. A really stupid. I guess this is a bug, but I don't think it's an unintentional bug. I think it's something that they've done just to get around the difficulties of um, dealing with a certain thing when you're uh, making changes to your ship. So you know, why they're all like, "Ah, oh, you can, you know, collect all the sandwiches, and there's there's bits and MacGuffins all over the place." You know, yeah. like just so like they fill your ship with these things as well. But when you go in and start taking bits out and putting bits on, it's like, oh, you've changed your ship and we don't know what to do with all this stuff now. So they just fire it all into your cargo bay. Yeah. And you have to go in and just like sell it all or jettison it all into space because it takes up room in your cargo bay. It's like, this is very annoying. They should patch this out. Yeah. Uh, what do you intend, or what do you tend to just jettison it all? Uh, I'll usually sell it all because you're right beside a like a kiosk for selling stuff anyway. Uh, mm. It's not like it gets you a ton of credit, so... Um, just I clears mean, a bit of room. It could be a way of doing a really, really slow infinite money cheat. <laughs> but it'd be really, really slow. Um, but, but yeah, that, that's... That's me still playing Starfield. Hopefully, I have uh, something new next week because I've got. Uh, I forgot I signed up for this beta for the Descendants, the first Descendant. Oh yeah, you were you were talking about this. Um, which I'm not entirely sure what it is, but I'm the beta starts tomorrow, so I'll give that a go. Eliza Pisa as well. Yeah, that's right. That's on Game Pass as of today. As of yesterday, it got released a day early. Oh, nice. That's I really, really enjoyed that demo, so that'll be one I will be picking up in the future to, you know, sort of try and stop my Bloodborne sort of cravings. When did they fix the dodge? They did. They have said since that demo, Good. the dodge has been fixed. But they still say that the main thing they want you to do is to work on the parry, but dodging is a lot easier as well. 
Uh, you know, if you're a Souls player, you're sort of used to dodging more than parrying. Well, I am anyway. Well, if you're the kind of Souls player I am who can't parry for shit, then yes. Yeah, same. That's why I <laughs> dodge, because I can't parry either. Uh, well, um, I've been playing Mortal Kombat 1. Mm. Got it early, nice. even though you thought you didn't. Yeah. I couldn't work that out because at first, right, so I panicked. I was all, have these sons of bitches taken 90 quid off me? But no, they, they didn't. I was it just like you pre-ordered it all? I assume so. It must have been. I just thought it was for the premium. You got it early. But I guess it's like, oh, pre-ordered, you can get it early. And it's like, I guess that's not too bad then. You're just paying for it before you get it and you're getting it early. So That's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Why is, not just release it? Yeah, I, just, I don't get that. I think someone made a mistake and you weren't supposed to get it, but you did. You think that happened? I think that must have happened. There's no reason why you go, all right, if you pre-order, you can have it a week early, but if you didn't, If you pre-order, you get it a week early, but if you're waiting to buy a, a copy out of game, nope, we're not giving it to you until today that's basically saying we've released the game but we're just not going to sell it for a week <laughs> after the release yeah. like, wait, yeah, why would you do that? i wonder i wonder it's because i fucking cancelled my pre-order and then rebought it again that it confused the system or something i don't know maybe was your original pre-order the, the big expensive one no no oh. i don't know that uh, no no it definitely wasn't because i wasn't for my <laughs> See, I, I don't mind the way... Cause some people complain, oh, they're announcing their DLC before the game's even out, but I don't mind them doing that because they're telling you, here's what you're getting if you buy, you know, the Super Edition. So, you know, it's not like going, buy buy our comeback pack, but we're not telling you who's in it. It could be a bunch of fucking guys you don't like, you know? So, mm. at least they tell you who's in it. Um, but no, I just have the standard edition. I will definitely be picking up the combat pass, though, because, you know, it's Mortal Kombat, and I love just fucking... Th this has... This to me, so this definitely better than eleven. This is in the level of because I always loved Mortal Kombat X. I enjoyed Mortal Kombat Eleven, but it just didn't feel the same to me. It was very slowed down mm -hmm. um, compared to X. So this is the this is definitely the high speed movement again. This is a very very fast Mortal Kombat game, and it's awesome. And they have. Thankfully, because the another thing that always annoyed me between X and Eleven was like, <coughs> choosing your fighting style. It was like, why not? Why not just give me all the special moves? You know, why do I have to choose certain special moves? Oh, yeah. so like, they got rid of all that as what well, as well. So it's like, yep, every character just you just pick your character and they have all your special moves. That's excellent. So really, really happy over that as well. So lots and lots and lots of improvements. Your cameos obviously is like your 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 secondary fighter and. I didn't think they would be as big as a deal as they are um, once you figure out how you're actually playing the game and stuff. So I unlocked Motaro as a cameo, like yesterday, for example, and he can teleport. So basically, <laughs> if you have Motaro, every character can now teleport. So you can teleport Shao Kahn right into someone's face and they're like, oh, fuck. Because, <laughs> oh. you know, that's his wheelhouse is in your grill. <laughs> so if you're trying to think, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a zoner and I'm going to throw fireballs at you, and like, well, fuck off, I've teleported behind you now and I'm just going to kick shite out of you. So, I like this idea that, you know, your your cameo characters could really change up your, your style of play. Um, I 
I have seen some crazy uh, matches on. I've been playing it online and stuff. So um, I had a guy who picked Raiden and had Jax as his cameo. And I swear to God, I barely got to touch the floor. It was incredible. I just sat there going, this guy is unbelievable. It was amazing. He was just juggling me across the room. And then Jax kept the juggle going. I was like, this is this is a lot of time and study put into this, but it's brilliant. And, and it's only out, Jesus Christ. I know. Well, technically, it's only, it's only out today. This happened to me during the week. So fuck knows what's going on now. Um... But uh, the cast of characters they give us is a, a nice mixture of uh, old and new. There is no brand new people in this, I've noticed. There's not a single brand new face. It's all returning characters. I guess um, everyone's sort of changed up a lot, though. Uh, that is the big thing. Um, I was a huge fan of Shao Kahn in Eleven. He's so different now. I'm sort of like, uh, you're okay. So <laughs> I've actually got really into Baraka. Because I always wanted to like Baraka, but he never played the way I like to play a fighting game. Baraka was very juggly, mm. and I don't really juggle that well in Mortal Kombat. Whereas now he's just a straight up fucking lunatic. Like he's just again very in your grill, and uh, like I can do a fifteen hit combo with Baraka without really even trying. It's crazy. So yeah, he's a very, very, uh, very new person friendly character. Bracket. Of course, you have Scorpion, Sub Zero. You know your your usuals. Um, nice couple of changes made to them as well. Uh, so Scorpion can now do his spear in midair, which is mm-hmm. pretty cool. So uh, I I if they brought back, I don't know if you ever played MK Armageddon. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember they had the cool air combo system though? But they never did it right. It was a cool idea, but they never got it right. Yeah. That's because it was have, 3D. When you have an air combo yeah. system in a 3D game, it's a bit yeah, silly. Yeah, that's problem. Where they've nailed it in this. They've absolutely nailed it in this. So, um, I, I remember when I first heard about air combos, I did, I sort of put my head in my hand and went, oh, Jesus, no, this is going to be shite. Nope. Fucking simple as hell. Brilliant. But when the tutorial takes you through it, it's fantastic. And basically, I call it a pop-up move. Every character will have a pop-up move, which knocks you into the air and then allows you to air combo. You just have to find that character's pop-up move. Um, but once you do that, you know, you'll be doing a wee combo on the ground, hitting them with a pop-up move, jumping up, finishing your combo, and then maybe hitting them with a special move to finish. And there you are with a nice 12-hit combo without even doing too much, you know, crazy timing and button mashing and all that there. It's, it's such an... I think it's a... I know, obviously, it's never going to be as... Uh, I hate saying the word noob-friendly. That's a terrible term. Um, what is it? A new, per- new player-friendly. Approachable. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's not going to be as approachable as Street Fighter VI's uh, modern controls. Mm-hmm. But comparing it to MK11 and MKX, one is definitely a lot more approachable. I always uh, thought... Have- uh... I always thought Mortal Kombat in general was a lot more approachable than a Street Fighter. Oh, did you always think that anyway? Well, yeah. before, that, before the before the modern controls, I agree. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I suppose that obviously that's why Street Fighter did that to make it a bit more approachable. Um, but um, so I finished the story mode. Um, 
I, I won't bore you with details, but it's it's I'm not usually into story modes that much, but it's pretty cool seeing these characters who you've known for nearly thirty years completely change origins and things like that. And what they've done with certain people is pretty cool. And people that used to be a bad guy are good guy, and people used to be good guy or bad guy, and they've changed it around and all. So it's like seeing Baraka as like a fucking freedom fighter is a pretty cool thing. <laughs> so it is. It's just this this fucking freedom fighter for his people, and he's not taking any shit off anyone. And then reptiles like this guy who's just trying to protect his family, and that's why he has to do what he does and shit like that. Um, the last chapter is bonkers. It was almost like Ed Boon brought in a comic book writer and went, hey, how crazy can we get? And this writer went balls to the wall for the last chapter. I'm not going to spoil anything, but some of the characters you face in the final chapter are absolutely insane. Like, it's almost like it has like this random character generator thing. And it's right. nuts what it comes out with. <laughs> Let me put it this way. I faced... Shao Cage, who was like <laughs> Shao Kahn, but he was a film star in Outward. <laughs> Brilliant, so it was. Um, so Kang just fucked the timeline. Oh man, it's bonkers what happened. Like the whole thing is, it's so to me. Like obviously, MK Nine was like a remake of the original three. MKX was like a remake of four with Shinnok being the bad guy. MK Eleven was like. We're not too sure what we're doing with the story here. We're just going to do a time travel thing. And then with this one, this definitely feels like a remake of Deadly Alliance, Deception, and Armageddon all together. So it does. <laughs> like, this is... It, it all feels, like, nice and normal to start you doing your tournament and all this here. And then by the end of it, like I say, Shao Kahn's a fucking rock star. So, you know, you can just imagine where, at what point, the needle just goes mad. But once you finish your story mode, there's then these invasion mode. And it's like the only way I can describe it, it's like a it's like a wee mini adventure mode where you rank up. So it's, <clears> it's like a it's almost like a, a fucking Mortal Kombat RPG. You get items and, and you can get talismans and, and you boost your character and you can change things about your character and you get stats and you can change your stats and you know, it gets harder as you go along. You like you have a rank up level and things like that. But these yeah. are going to be alternating, so it's going to be like a season, basically. But there's no, there's no uh, battle pass shit to buy or anything like that. It's like this is just part of the game that you have paid for. Um, so every season, like I think this season obviously is all about scorpion. So if you complete it, you'll get a bunch of scorpion gear and skins and things like that. But as you do it, you'll get skins and gear for other characters as well. And you can change up your characters at any time. So if you maybe start it with Scorpion and think, oh, I've been playing Scorpion for hours here, I'll jump jump in and try someone else. And it's a good way to sort of get around and get to know other characters and their cameos and things like that as well. So there's tons of stuff to do for single player. Um, obviously, you have all your online stuff. As I've said, I've dabbled around in that. But the combat in it is just, I think this is the best Mortal Kombat of, of the new era so far it's my favorite so far i i always thought x would be so hard to beat but this one has done it it just feels so goddamn smooth to play and no no member of the roster feels left behind everyone feels like really high level like they've put a lot of care to make sure it's really well balanced between every character 
So there's no one that you're never going to see online, I'm guessing. There is a bit of a meta at the moment. I'm guessing some ball bag on fucking YouTube said this. I have seen a lot of Kenshi with Frost. Right. Um, Kenshi can do this thing now where he basically pulls out a copy of himself. So basically when he swings the sword once, there's like a delay and the ghosty version will do it again. So he's almost like doubling his moves. And it can be a bit of a nightmare to deal with. But, you know, you, you, you give it a minute and you go, all right, I, I see how to get around this. I'll fucking teleport and hit him in the back of the head with a hammer. That works. So, um, but that's it. I've seen a lot of people doing this. Kenshi Frost and then... They'll freeze you with frost. They'll pull out the ghosty person, and then they'll just try this combo over and over and over again. But you know, you work around it easy enough. Um, yeah, that's Barack how these things no always work. Baraka is no good. That's a lot of the internet's going. Oh, Baraka! They made Baraka rubbish. Dub like, <clears throat> I talk it out your hole. This is the best Baraka like like there's a, ever been. Sounds like a skill issue. It definitely does. It, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I never liked Baraka before, and now I'm in fucking love with him, so he's gonna all jog off. <laughs> the character I always wanted to like because he looked class, but I never could like him because he was too, I don't know, too juggly for me. I don't like juggling. Whereas now I can just straight up maul you on the ground. Um, obviously, you've got your fatalities back, uh, brutalities. I haven't seen anything. I don't know if there's anything hidden yet, or maybe they'll be added, because I remember in 11 they added friendships down the line, but. Mm. As a game, you're definitely getting your money's worth for this game. The only, only downside I have to it so far is there is a rotating store. Uh, it has a it has a FOMO store, and I don't like that. Is that real money? Real money. Yeah. Jesus Christ. No, like I say, when you do the invasions and the seasons, they have it has its own currency, but you're getting. You're getting lathered with that just by doing stuff. So there is a season store where you can buy skins and stuff. You cannot use real money in there. That is your season shop. Mm -hmm. So like I say, that's the scorpion season. So you'll go in and you'll see skins and shit like that. And you can buy gear for every character as well. But there is this rotating shop at the moment. It hasn't changed over yet, I'm guessing, because like you say, the game's only technically released today. So I'm guessing today is when that shop will start to rotate. But it definitely looks like there's going to be some FOMO skins in there. Uh, I oh blame Warner Brothers. I blame Warner Brothers. I, I, I would definitely. Fault. Yep. I'm, I'm going to take a stab and say Ed Boon wasn't too interested in that shit. <laughs> but then or the, if he was, he'd had it in earlier. And the team has to waste time fucking making skins when they could be doing patches. Yep. Yep. Um, now I know there was a wee patch for day one. Um, quote unquote. Quote unquote. Because um, we aren't even at day one yet. No, yeah. True, true, true. Um, uh, they were fixing, there was a problem with the combat league online or something. Certain people's scores weren't updating or anything. Haven't really bothered with that either. Um, I don't really like ranked play in fighting games too much. I prefer just to keep it casual. So mm -hmm. that's where you'll find me more than anything. But it's a fantastic game. Well worth the money. Tons of single player content. Um, really good roster. Starts with 23, 24, uh, 23 people. Um, then you've got all your cameos as well, which changes up play style. 
Um, and on, obviously we've got our first six DLC people announced, which is Takeda, Ermac, Quan Chi, um, Homelander, Omni-Man, and Peacekeeper. Um, and then there's already rumblings and rumors for Combat Pack 2, which will be Sonya, uh, Devora, and Jade. Right. Uh, and then apparently it's Doomslayer, Nemesis, and Pyramid Head. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's got that's that uh, that can't be true. Well, I at first I thought that can't be true, and then I remembered fucking Konami are just lending Silent Hill out to everything these days. Mm, that is true. See, the the only reason this is flying about is because some guy has found emails between uh, Nether Realm and Id. Capcom and Kana- or yeah, Konami, and everyone thought Capcom initially and went, "Oh my God, they're gonna try and get a Street Fighter character." But then when everyone seen Konami, they went, "Oh wait a minute, maybe they're not after a Street Fighter character," because they always like to have yeah. two people. They always like to have like if you think about it, they had Alien and Predator in X, they had RoboCop Terminator in Eleven. So if you're going Konami and you're going Capcom. Well, there's only two characters you can really pit against each other that everyone's always talked about. Yeah, I guess so. Still, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, yeah. I'd be more interested to see Devorah back because she was very, very popular. There's a few people I'm shocked didn't make it back. Sonya's um, a pretty crazy one. Sonya is it? mad. No Kano either. Yeah. No, Kano. No, Sonya and Kano are cameo characters, but you know they should have been playable. Mm. Um, I think that's that's why the, this combat back too. There was rumors of Sonya, Devora, and Jade. I know Jade's pretty popular as well, but no, no Aaron Black. I'd like this. I I always like to play Aaron Black. I always thought he was pretty cool. Um, and I know with this first combat pack, there's five cameo characters as well, and Ferator. Is a cameo again. I'd like to see them playable. I liked Ferrator and X, the big brute with the the wee girl on his back. Yeah, Don't know. yeah. I always I always like them too. Um, but yeah, uh, fantastic game. Um, and I think what made this so fucking sweet that just the cherry on the the fucking cake for this, it was only announced a couple of months ago. It's not like we had to sit and wait for a year and a half or something. Yeah, that is true. Um, I guess More that's people the best way to do this. Yeah. Mm. Stop announcing Just... games so far in advance because I think um, you know, publishers starting to learn. It's it's a bit of a double-edged sword getting that. Yeah. You know, that that's more time for people to, you know, build this thing up in their heads and um, and, and yeah. the hype to get going. And if it doesn't deliver... You, you're, you know, you basically committed war crimes. So, yeah, <laughs> so, it's like, ah, we're making this, and it's be here in three months. Here it is. Yep. No, shut up. I, like, because some, as you say, if you announce something, it builds up hype, and then the hype can die down, or people can get the wrong idea of what they expect. And if you say, oh, it's out in three months, people just go, oh, fuck, and that's it. They just stay excited. That's mm. it. <laughs> it's brilliant, brilliant. So. Yeah, I think uh, they they nailed it with that. So, looking forward to seeing what else they they do with it. But absolutely amazing. 
Um, I can't recommend it enough. I honestly think that if I know you bought Street Fighter and all earlier, but I, I would say that um, I think this is going to be the best fighting game of the year. I really fucking do. Hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going <laughs> to turn around and throw my copy of Street Fighter in the bin. I'm just saying, if someone sat them in front of me and go, here, which one would you rather have a match of? I'm going to reach for MK every time. It's just, yeah, I, th- I just think it's more fun to play. But then I'll go, ah, it gives me a match of Street Fighter now. You know, I'm never going to just nope. you know, throw you, the other you one. Can only, you can only have one and the other's going in the bin. No. <laughs> oh, well, bye. Bye, Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long to just stab it in the back. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I've always said since I was a kid, Scorpion's been my favorite fighting game character of all time. So wherever Scorpion goes, I go. Fair enough. Yeah, but great game. Everyone should play it. Right, shall we talk about Unity? Oh, Jesus, hi. <laughs> this all sort of happened last week. Um, this after blew we... up, literally, after we recorded. Yeah. Uh, so if you're unfamiliar with Unity, it is a game engine. That is used a lot. Um, and they decided, hey, people don't hate us enough, so let's let's fuck <laughs> let's get on that. Um so they uh made changes to how they charge developers for using the engine. Um so what it had been is they, they had a subscription license subscription um based around games sold and that. Um, and you would have different tiers, like the bottom being the free, but then if you, you know, you distributed your game and made like 200k in revenue, you would have to have a pro license and you have to pay for that and so on and so forth. Um, so they have decided to add to this, um, where they will charge developers per install of the Unity runtime engine, um, which would be any time a game is downloaded and installed. Um, which is ridiculous. Uh, so that would kick in if you had both $200,000 per year in revenue and 200,000 uh, installs. Uh, and then there, uh, for bigger developers, it, the, the number was a million dollars and a million installs. Um, and... What I think is like pretty predictable. Um, th- people didn't take this too well. No. Uh, like like a lot of indie developers uh, and that. Um, and this would apply to already existing games. And they were really bad at actually uh, you know, uh, communicating it. Uh, and what people were thinking is like, well, are you going to charge for games that have already been installed? Is this going to be retroactively uh, charged? Are people going to be landed, like small indie developers going to be landed with huge big bills because their games have been installed? Uh, it didn't help as well as they also went in and just before announcing it, changed their terms of service. They take out this part that said they wouldn't change their terms of service retroactively. Yep. Uh, so everyone started freaking out. Um, and a lot of games talking or a lot of developers talking about like, right. Guess we're moving over to Epic, um, Unreal, and uh, that's uh, Gido, I think is is an R one that's out there. Um, 
But like, it give you an idea of some of the, the games. Uh, like, there's tons of them. Uh, like, you, Tunic, Cuphead, Hollow Knight, um, Outer Wilds, Fall Guys, Ori in the Blind Forest, uh, the last Pokemon game, I'm pretty sure, yep. is Unity. Uh, like, massive uh, amount of games are, are developed using Unity. Um, so, yeah, that, that went down as expected. And then the Unity had to come out and uh, what they say, clarify what they meant. Uh, which meant we, we need to walk some of this shit back. Um, so the um, came by and said, right, okay, so it's what we're going to do is only charge you for the first install, not multiple installs, because people are like, well, uh, if someone doesn't like our game, they could uh, install bomb it, basically install the game over and over again, charging you money. Um, so yeah. they, they ran that back. Um, and, but it's still, people are like still not happy with this. There's like loads of questions about, right. How do you tell how many installs there's been what's that based on they're like oh we know trust us we will we'll keep track of that you're like will you fuck but the big question is does this include physical purchases yeah it would um and then people were asked well what about game pass what about if my game's in a a bundle of some some description what if we've given games for a charity thing um uh, and then came out and we're all like oh it's so if you're on game pass or uh, PlayStation Plus, uh, Microsoft or Sony will will pay for that. You're like, well, they D- did you discuss this with them? Say <laughs> like fucking nuts. Um. So yeah, that that's not the best. Uh, Slate Aspire, um, that developer. Uh, well, okay. that that's <laughs> that, that game that they're. <laughs> I like their statement. Yep. Um. So what are, what? they've never made a. We we don't usually make public statements, <laughs> like, but uh, you fucked up. <laughs> uh, despite the immense amount of time and effort our team has already poured into developing on our new title, um, which is not Slay the Spire, obviously. Uh, we will will we will be migrating to a new engine unless the changes are completely reverted and the terms of service protections are put in place. We have never made a public statement before. That's how badly you fucked up. That's how badly you fucked up. Sorry, that's what it was. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that was uh, you know, they're they're in serious damage control now. Um, I I Please don't think- know. They're really trying to bleed we indie developers though for every penny they can get out of them. Yeah. And their whole uh, their their whole defense is I'd only affect ten percent of developers using it. It's like well, that ten percent of developers using it is the ones that are, you know, earning a living that mm. actually need it. <laughs> That's the people you're taking the money from. Um so this then led to uh someone calling in a, a threat to a couple of unity offices which um yeah i don't condone that sort of thing uh so no that's 
offices in San Francisco and Austin um, had to be shut down because the police uh, were made aware of threats uh, that were um, that were made that they took seriously and so shut down the office and then they looked into it and it turns out it was a Unity employee that made the threats. <laughs> so obviously the employees, not too happy about this either. Um, I didn't know it was an employee did it now. I didn't hear that part of the story. I'd heard about the, the threats and stuff. I didn't realize it was an employee did it. That's fucking yep. mad. The call was coming from inside the house. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, what happened? Uh, so it's now being thought that they're they're considering putting a cap on this. So at no point there are they like, oh, all right, we'll we'll revert, we'll think of something else. It's like so now it's like, oh, we'll we'll put a cap on it. Um, now this isn't hasn't been officially announced, um, but a cap of a four percent of a game's revenue, uh, over one million. Um, which again, that's just the big developers. That does not address the the smaller developers that that are making under a million. Mm. Um, so you'll still be taking a, a cut of their stuff, even though they've already paid you the subscription. Um, yeah, and th- that's the maddest thing for me. It's like, it, like it's not a lot. I think it's like twenty cents, um, or, or something. Uh, but it's the fact that these are games people have already made and paid mm-hmm. you a subscription, and now you're like, oh, now we need extra money even though you've already done the work in our engine and we're it's like <clears throat> at the time when you made this game we told you a price and you paid that you paid that and released your game but oh but now we're changing it after the fact that's that's nuts you you, you shouldn't be able to do that <clears throat> um and then the the uh the most recent one is them they they apologized um Still haven't done a uh, a full fucking U-turn, uh, which is what yeah. people want. Um, but they're all like, we've heard you. We apologize for the confusion and angst. The runtime fee policy we announced on Tuesday caused. We're listening, talking to your team members, communities, customers, and partners, and we'll be making changes to the policy. We will share an update in, uh, in a couple of days. Thank you for your honest and critical th- feedback. Um, yeah, this is fucked up mm. Stu, do you know do you know who the ceo of unity is oh jesus who it's a man named john riccatello does that Riccatello. name ring any bells at all he's well liked in the in the gaming space i must say guess who he used to be oh, ceo geez. of electronic hey. arts Oh, fuck, I'm just looking here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> he was in charge of Electronic Arts when they really went down the fucking microtransactions pay-to-win rabbit hole. He is the man who made the suggestion that they introduce uh, something for online shooters where players would pay a small fee to completely reload their ammo. That's That's who that guy is. So I put his name into Google and know the first thing that popped up. What? It, just a picture of him and it says below it, he's always been a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> 
That's literally the first thing that came up. A picture of his face was writing underneath it. He's always been a scumbag. Yeah. This is starting to make so much fucking sense now. Um so so here's the thing, right? Unity's obviously in some sort of trouble if they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh they're clearly not profitable enough for someone's liking and they're trying to change that. Now yep. this has all this has done is lost them customers. That's all yeah. it's done. That's all they've done. And now they're like sitting, oh, we're changing it, don't worry. Meanwhile, developers are working hard at uh, migrating their games off of Unity. Uh, yep. You know. Uh, they they also, what the other change? They, they waived it for um, for mobile game developers. Um, which oh. was... Okay. I can't remember what the thresholds for that being how many units you need installed for them to waive it. But what those guys did is that Unity on mobile has a built-in ad platform. Is that they went in and turned the ads off on all their games. Nice. <laughs> 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 oh no, you guys don't count them. Please turn the ads back on. Uh, That's they- fucking sweet. Uh, one of one of the other changes that I said that, that they'll be making to it is that the the stats for the installs of how much money you owe them, uh, the, they're going to allow people to self-report that stuff um, instead of you know them being like, no, no, we'll keep a track. It's like uh, they've. I think they've keep, they're dead. I think this is this is they are not going to recover from this. And uh, by unity. Yep. yep. Epic must be rubbing their fucking hands. Unless they fucking you turn on this and go, right, we fucked up, sorry, hands in the air. Even, we're, we're gonna... even, even if they do, like, it's a trust thing now? Yeah. Um, uh, you've, you've tried it once. Oh, what are you, you going to try next? What mm. You know, changing the, the terms of service is a really scummy thing. Um, you yep. know, just before doing it, so you can't do anything about it. Like, what the hell? Um... Uh, and that's what Unity's been up to this week. Fucking hell, that was... Who, who'd have thought a game engine could take such a pattern inside a week, eh? Uh, all self-inflicted, you ask me. Oh, big time. All big time. You, but, the moment I read what that guy was doing, I just knew, yep, this is him all over. I can't believe that one about the fucking pen for ammo. That's fucking madness. He's a guy who... Just, just pure CEO. No, yep. You know, probably never. I don't think he's ever made a game. It's just pure money based. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not in it for the the art at all. No. Um. So yeah. So you mentioned last week about yes. the Switch version of Mortal Kombat. And it oh my run really God. badly. I did not realize <laughs> how badly. How, how ba- like not only the the performance, but I'm looking at this screenshot of Molina. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> so allow, allow me to explain this. So I, I I had to look into this when I read this. So the game runs, like I say, between 20-30 frames when you're in a fight. Right. However, there is I think there's two particular levels which aren't as detailed and it'll run a bit better. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. But when you're playing the story mode and you're watching the cutscenes, apparently it is really, really bad. But it gets its worst and it gets absolutely shocking when you do either your big x-ray attack or a fatality. Apparently, some fatalities, the graphics, as you will see on that screenshot, because that's Melina about to do her fatality to you. It it looks like a fucking PS2 game. It does. I'm looking at some other screenshots here. It's like, what is going on with everyone's eyes? And it drops to, and I'm not kidding when I say this, it drops to a slideshow in some places. Um, so that's not even the real issue here. It's like, all right, Switch game looks a bit crappy. Fair enough. Why is it $70? Exactly. Why is it still 70 quid, not dollars? Is it 70 quid as well? Uh, yeah, why is this the same price as the PlayStation the 5 and yep. the Xbox versions? You, you can't really justify that. Three months ago, when we when that announced trailer was done and it said Switch on it, I remember going, nah. okay. <laughs> I honestly thought they were going to stream it. I really did. I, that's what, you can go back on this podcast and anytime this is brought up, I have been saying they're going to have to stream this. They proved me wrong. And I'm kind of regretting that they did. I'd rather it have been fucking streamed. <laughs> I don't know how you how you fix this one. I mean, who who was responsible for porting this? This can't have been Netherrealm going, yeah, we're happy with this, let's put this out. Um God um, who, I, Shiver Entertainment? Uh Saber Interactive's in there as well. Hmm. I'm trying I'm trying to find out. Oh my god, look at some of these screenshots. Is that supposed to be Johnny Cage? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, the the Switch version was done by Shiver Entertainment and Saber Interactive. Um, Saber Interactive. uh, I think they do a lot of... Mm. they're, They're sort of a lower budget developer... They're doing yeah, Space Saber. Marine too. <laughs> yeah, Saber done Evil Dead, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they done. They're they're behind Quick Champions, uh, so I King, don't know. There, there, there must be a whole. Like Saber, or I've noticed their name on quite a few games, and I'm just thinking, I wonder if they're different. Are they oh, a huge company? And there's different 100%. teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's just a right, bunch right. of a bunch of subsidiaries. They're they're all over the place, all over Europe. Um. Uh, and then, who the fuck is Shiver Entertainment? I can't even think I've heard of them before. Can we blame them? They don't even have a Wikipedia page. Oh, a Jesus. Bo- right, okay. A boutique game developer based in warm and sunny Miami. Oh, that explains it. They're from Florida. Oh, fuck. Well, blame these guys. What have they done? <laughs> we're on a mission. Our goal is to create the world's best games and have fun while we're, ha- while we're at it. Well, you have failed in your mission. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> they have a picture of Sub Zero on their website, but it is not the Switch Sub Zero. Oh, that's it's not. <laughs> you lie, but oh, they they did they did MK11 for the Switch as well. So how did how did MK11 on the Switch run? I have no idea. 
I'm not a I psychopath. <laughs> I didn't know how. I honestly didn't think there was a switch. That's why I was so shocked when I seen MK1. I thought 11 was just missed by switch. Hmm. Well, there you go. <laughs> Refunds all around. Why not? Yeah, don't. If you're gonna buy, that's the one thing I should have said when I was talking about. There you go. If you're buying MK, buy it on anything but the Switch. Yeah, part it's even Steam Deck verified, so there you go. Yeah, play it on. Get a get a Steam Deck instead of a Switch and play it on there. Yep, yep, runs perfectly on the on the Steam Deck apparently. So, but, um, yeah, that that was when I seen those screenshots. I I honestly thought it was a joke, and then. Looking into it further was madness, and they actually released it for seventy quid. But I think that's the if they had a looked at it, might uh, I guess we'll knock twenty pound off this because Jesus, look at it. <laughs> um, fuck. Uh we talked mentioned earlier as well about the the whole uh, you know early access, quote unquote, uh, get the premium version, get the game early. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Do you want to see a worse version of that? Oh, Jesus. Um, Honkai Star Rail is coming out on PS5 in October. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a free-to-play game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are allowing you to pre-order this bundle of uh, pretty fucking useless items for a tenner, right. and you can play the game early. Uh, so... Basically, they're charging you, charging people a tenner to play a free to game, free to play game, a week early. Oh, it's just a week early, so it's not like a founders pack where you get in like months and months and months beforehand. Uh, no, because it is out on the eleventh of October. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you've seen games that do that though. The free to play games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give yeah, that, that's pack. like we are actively developing that. That's real early access. That's what yes, that is. Yes. This isn't yeah. early access. Is in oh, well, this game is finished, but we're just gonna you know do this yeah. whole early part. Especially for a free to play game. What the fuck? Yeah, this is a bit messed up. I would see past it if the items they gave you were of any use whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. It's like two star rail passes and the star rail passes are what you do so it's a gacha game so you know you roll for characters and items um you get two fucking rolls like come on um and then it's just a bunch of crafting shit uh which you will uh looking at this won't take you very far (laughs) i was gonna say is one of them glue (laughs) uh bottled soda Oh, see, ten bottled sodas, fifty sparse ether. Yeah, that, that's a bit shit. Um, yeah, that is just completely unnecessary. I, I just thought, just put things in perspective <laughs> with the early access stuff. It could be worse. It could be for a free game. Yeah. Uh, um. So something that happened today is. Uh, a bunch of Microsoft stuff leaked, like mm-hmm. a, a massive leak of documents out of Microsoft. Uh, this happened last night, actually. Um, mm. basically, uh, outlining what they're going to be doing over the next few years. Um, 
So one of the biggest things is uh, 2028, new Xbox is coming. Okay, I didn't see yeah. that part. Oh, <laughs> you didn't? How did I uh, miss that? Yeah. The, uh, they, they have dated the next Xbox. Um, so they're going to take another stab at uh, cloud hybrid games, uh, which I don't know if you remember um, the Xbox One. The Crackdown 3 was supposed to... Yes. You know, the, the city was supposed to be super destructible and they'll, they would do a lot of that process using cloud technology mm-hmm. uh, to take the uh, some of the pressure off the, the machine itself and didn't yep. really work out that way. Um, so they've got that. Uh, it looks like they're going to take another swing at that on the next Xbox. Um, and then it will also be immersive game and app platform I'm not entirely sure what the hell that means. Connect to <laughs> God no. Um Yeah, so looking at they've got this wee like timeline thing as well, uh, for what like they've already started development of this, which you know, you would expect. Um and it looks like they're they're making decisions on things like uh what are we going to use what chips are we going to use and that so um but yeah 2028 we will see a new xbox um another big one is a a leaked uh, email from phil spencer being all like yeah we want to buy nintendo sort of that's madness there <laughs> this, this is a an email from 2020 yeah. um and he it's him replying to someone and he's like, I totally agree that Nintendo is the prime asset for us in gaming and today gaming is our most likely path to consumer relevance um and he would say if any US company would have a chance with Nintendo we're probably in the best position uh but then went on to say that Nintendo is sitting on a big pile of cash uh which would make it difficult um <laughs> Can you, imagine, can you imagine just trying to sorry to interrupt but imagine just trying to buy the rights to mario alone forget nintendo as a whole just mario i think imagine, that would be that would be harder than getting mario off nintendo would be harder than buying nintendo Aye, <laughs> that would be that would be the clause yes okay you you can buy us but we're still making our own consoles and mario games are only on nintendo <laughs> You can have us, but fuck you if you're getting Mario. Um, it would also I I don't th- it would also say I don't think a hostile action would be a good move. Uh, we are playing the long game. Uh, at some point, getting Nintendo would be a career moment, and I honestly believe a good move for both companies. It is just taking a long time for Nintendo to see that their future exists off their own hardware. A long time. <laughs> <laughs> don't hold your breath Phil nope um yeah that, that's a bit nuts yeah it's it's a nice thought to have that you think you're the man who's gonna actually you know buy Nintendo but um nah there's no fucking way that's ever happening that's not happening in our lifetime let alone Phil Spencer's <laughs> I mean everything's for sale but how, how much did they pay how much do they pay for Activision 70 
70, no. it's somewhere near 70, 60 something billion, isn't it? Oh, so I, I thought I overshot there. It was about 70 billion, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought it was Wouldn't... seven. I thought to myself, no, it couldn't be 70, it must be 7 billion, but no, 70, you're probably right. Would Nintendo be more than that? Yes. Easily. I'm, I'm telling you, just for Mario alone, not even thinking about, you know, Zelda and Pokemon and all that. Mario mm. alone is their, that that's their, their golden goose is Mario. Like. I think it's actually Pokemon. Well, yeah, but I think Nintendo care more about Mario than they do for Pokemon. As, as you say, trying to get Mario off them would be harder than anything else. Yeah. I say I'm not sure with Pokemon do Nintendo own that outright, but um, but yeah, that's uh, a big, <laughs> big fucking acquisition there. It probably less of a headache than trying to buy Activision too. Right, because like Sony got zero skin in the game there. Like, nope. Um, so what else? Yeah, we got so- come up with something. <laughs> so they would <laughs> probably. It's like, that's not fair. We want Mario as well. <laughs> um, so some actual uh, more uh, exciting stuff was uh, Bethesda's roadmap of uh, yes. unannounced games, so, which, yeah, I, I like seeing this stuff more. So mm. um, so th- this is, again, from 2020. This goes back to... Um, and then they've got, you know, like I like, said, Doom Eternals in there. Um, got Deathloop, got Starfield. Um, Starfield's still on in the 2021 <laughs> release schedule. <laughs> it's like, um, but when we start getting into some unannounced stuff, we've got Doom Year Zero plus DLC. Yeah, I misread that first. And I thought that was a DLC for Doom Eternal. Mm. And I was all... Yes, and then I realized, oh, wait, this is a whole new game. Ah, bugger. But uh, Ed Wizards, I, I, I doubt it's going to be on PlayStation. I, you don't know. You don't know because don't. I mean, uh, we I we don't pretty know much uh, we pretty much know that Elder Scrolls Six isn't going to be on PlayStation because that that was a completely that was a different document. Yeah. Um, from that F, FTC hearing that they had with the, the Activision stuff. But there is a uh, chance because, you know, they don't look at Doom as that big of a thing that they go, ah, I just put that on everything. We'll just make as much money as we can from that then. You know, you never know. Um, mm. But did they put any of the, they're not, they're not, it's not like they're putting any of these remasters out on PlayStation, are they? Like they remasters? Didn't, like that Quake 2 remaster? Yeah, it's on PlayStation. Oh, oh so they are. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that. That should give you some hope. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm. Hoping. That's what I'm thinking because the, the 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 remasters are all on the the PlayStation and stuff, and I guess that's just id. Maybe they have a say in it. Go, no, we we want to be on everything. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it would work, but uh, we can't. Yeah, very excited. Uh, you do. The Oblivion remaster. I don't know. Should, did they announce that? I don't, I don't think, think that has been announced. No, no. That's on there. Uh, along with I the, giggled uh, when I seen that and went, oh great, I can be chased into hell again and arrested. <laughs> a Fallout 3 remaster. You're remastering the wrong Fallout. Um, 
a couple of very mysterious Project Kestrel, Project Platinum, uh, and a Project Kestrel expansion. Hmm. Whatever could that be? Did I misread, or is there a potential sequel as well for Ghostwire Tokyo? There there is. I I was going to... I was going to be all like, Dishonored 3? Which... The, yeah, make it all dishonored, and then I was going to be all like an um, most unexpected Ghostwire Tokyo sequel. Hmm. But there you go. I mean, did it do well enough? Do you think? Ah, uh, Stu, it has uh, shifted six million copies. Partly. <laughs> You're right. Well, or six million sh- players. Six million yes, players. I was going to say maybe not shifted the copies, but since Game Pass has had six million, I think that warrants a sequel. Yeah, six million players. Fucking yeah. right. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I, I had a good time with it. I fucking finished it, so I must have. Hmm. Um. Yeah, they. Yeah, I. I definitely play another one of these. Hmm. Obviously, the one that's got me pumped is Doom. Just knowing that there's more Doom. That's me happy. Can't wait. Bring it on. <laughs> Doom will never go away. It's one of those things like that. Yeah, there's always going to be a Doom. Mm. It might, t- it might, it, might go to sleep. We thought it was gone. Yeah, yeah, that's it, the best way to put that. It might go to sleep again, but it will always be back. Um, And then a couple of things more uh, on the horizon here. Uh, they're doing a new, new controller. Um. Mm. Which looks like the old controller, <laughs> but like, I mean, it's pretty, the control design's pretty spot yeah. on. Why, why would you fuck with it? Um, yeah, well, like, the, these new controllers will have different, different sticks, um, more, more haptics, accelerometers, um, VCA haptics that double as speakers. I'm not sure what that means. Hmm. Uh, quieter buttons. It seems to have some sort of uh, like rubbery textured thing going on in the, the the lower part of it, which looks like could be making nice to hold. Um, it can connect direct to the cloud. The controller. Yeah, so that would be like. Do you remember the Stadia controller where you yeah, can connect yeah. it direct instead of going through? So it looks like this will do that. Um, which will work well for the you know the, the cloud uh, game pass stuff. Hmm. Um, and also it, it'll just turn on when you lift it. Right, I don't know about that. I don't. <laughs> you, know, you just want to you want to move it out of the way. <laughs> just the Xbox turns on. You're like fuck off. Not that. I know where he does that. So I use an Xbox controller on my PC, but if I if I pull the the cable out on PC, the Xbox turns on. Okay, like, I don't have that problem because I obviously use a PlayStation controller for the Steam Deck, and the PlayStation button is what I use to bring up the Steam Deck menu. But if I try to use the controller too quick <laughs> and it hasn't synced up yet. And I press that button, the fucking PlayStation turns on. And if I'm upstairs, I have to run down and turn the PlayStation off. Um, so there's a, a weird thing uh, on this Eurogamer article that they pointed out. Uh, I don't know. Uh, whoever wrote this is just 
in Egypt or what, or never held a, an Xbox controller. They said, oh, one of the notable changes to the Xbox controller is a swappable, rechargeable battery. And I'm like, I'm sitting here holding my current Xbox controller, which has a swappable, rechargeable battery in it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not a new feature. No. Um, now, they may mean that the controller will come with a battery, ah. which they haven't. Um, hmm. The at the minute they just come and you can either put double A's in them or go buy a charge and play kit, yeah. Um, which comes with the the swappable battery. But yeah, they've they've always that's the thing. The thing I always really like about Xbox controllers is the fact that you can swap batteries, whereas yeah. PlayStation you cannot. You're just charging the controller. Um, which is the that's the way everything's gonna have to go anyway. Um, mm. you know, phones are gonna have to be able to change the batteries and all uh, sooner or later. Like so, in the past. yeah. Um, and along with this uh, new controller, uh, apparently we're getting a mid-generation refresh. Now, this is not the same as a mid a half step generation like last generation. This is like, you know, more of the here's the Xbox Slim or whatever, except. It's not slim. <laughs> I don't, have no. you seen this? The picture? No. Um, no. So there's going to be a new version of the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, the Series X is going to be round. Like, <laughs> so you know the way at the minute it's like this cuboid? This is like yeah. a, just a cylinder. <laughs> right. Um. And it'll be this, the same internals with a few changes. So uh, two terabyte internal storage. Fair enough. Uh, it'll have a faster Wi-Fi. Um, it will not have any disk drive, so it's uh, digital only. Uh, it'll have a USB-C slot on the front. Uh, and it'll be the same price as the current Series X. Um, so the new Series X will not have a disk drive? No, it will not. Oh, don't like that. I mean, I can count how many Series X Xbox games I own on zero hands. Yeah. <laughs> suppose with Game Pass, that's different. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, that's uh, that's the thing. It's like, you're playing all your shit on Game Pass, so who cares? Yeah. Um, the Series S will get one terabyte uh faster wi-fi uh and both consoles will have changes made to them um that reduce their power usage um and they they're made with more uh recyclable and recycled materials which i guess makes them woke or something i don't know um <laughs> but yeah so that's happening not unusual to get yeah. like mid-generation uh change the form factor mm. um and change out some minor things but if you own one there is no reason unless you're really into cylinders yeah the series s looks exactly the same it's white mm. and they already announced that black series s with a terabyte hard drive so i don't know yeah hmm Um, oh yeah, and it looks like they might be uh, introducing those into the Xbox Design Lab, 
which is the thing where you can design your own controller, so you'll also be able to oh, design, yeah, yeah. design your own console. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think that's about it. That's all the the stuff. How much uh, do you think Sony's looking over that, going right? We need an answer for this, 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 and this. Oh, but shoot, they've they, they've got their their PlayStation portal. They're sorted. Oh, that's right. Sorry, that's the new, right. The new PSP. I know. I I I reckon Sony will do uh, a refresh as well. Maybe yeah. make a console that doesn't look so fucking ugly. <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, my friend. Looks like shit. <laughs> The more I look, like, when I first saw it, I was like, that's a weird looking thing. And then I got one. And then the more I look at it and trying to fit it into places. Yeah, that's the hard part. I'm like, I fucking hate this thing. Mine just sits out (laughs) in the open now. It's more like, mine looks like an ornament on my fireplace. Man, the Xbox is a cube. It can sit on fucking anywhere you want and it it will be not noticeable. Whereas you got this big fucking Seto Kaiba looking thing sitting beside your TV. And you're like, that looks like it might fall over at any minute. Madness. Far too fucking heavy to fall over. That's the problem. <laughs> if that thing fell over, you wouldn't be worried about it breaking. You'd be worried about it going through your floor. Uh, that's our game news for this week. Mm-hmm. Wrestling news then. Mm, I didn't know about this first thing that we're going to talk about. Oh, what, the merger? I'd heard or something the... was happening, but I didn't know it was official. Oh, yeah, that that just began. I think that was last week. I forgot about it. So, um, oh, I forgot the name of the crowd that owns UFC. Oh, so there's like an umbrella company going to be over the two of them then? Yeah, they already own UFC. They have they bought WWE Endeavor. 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 Um, and so they are merging the two together on the stock market as TKO. Um, that happened this week. Right. Or last week. Last week, yeah. Um, so you can go buy shares in TKO. Right. Uh, and they, this Sorry, I was just going to ask, does this mean that someone is now above Vince? Yes. So if shit starts hitting the fan, they could look at him and go, You're fired. Right, <laughs> you're out of here. Yes. This they could. have some good news. Um, well, they've they've started uh, layoffs. Oh. Um, so after they, they bought in uh, UFC, this was back in 2016, though, no? um, they they laid out off about fifteen percent, um, and on Friday there they started laying off uh, WWE executives. Is all I've heard about so far, um, which happens with mergers. It's like mm. uh, you merge one company with another, you're getting a bunch of roles doubled up, and yep. you know they'll start laying people off. Um, no word on talent, though. Mm. Yet, yet. But here's the one thing you have to remember: at least when Vince was in charge, 
he still cared somewhat about the business of professional wrestling. There was obviously, like, he keeps coming back to creative. He wants to do creative things in wrestling. He's obviously got that spark in there where he cares about the art side of it in so, in his own way. I know we'd, like, think he'd, like, he shit at it and whatever, but, you know, he still has, in his own way, gives a shit about that stuff. The guys in charge now will not give a flying fuck about that. Um, like I heard that, like, weird stuff about that they're gonna, like, really clamp down on NXT, and it's like, if you're not, if you're not making moves six months in, you're gonna be gone. You will not have a chance. So uh, it's like, yeah, people will, may find themselves under a lot more pressure to, you know, make a splash. Uh, connect with crowds and that and uh, make the company money uh, because it's just a big faces corporation in charge. At least, at least Vince has a face. A weird face, but a face. <laughs> it's a face we can point at and go, you know. <laughs> <Fucking shave. laughs> I know, I kind of like Vince's creepy mustache. It suits him. <laughs> Vincent Price mustache. <laughs> it's like, you know what, that that's spot on for you. That's the right it mustache. Looks like gonna, it looks like he's going to tie someone up and leave him on a railway track. He does. He does. <laughs> it's definitely a look. Um, yeah, that's that. That's going to be weird. Uh, everything's all good at the minute because wrestling's you know really hot at the moment and everyone's making money. But um, mm. they're going to be ruthless when it uh, when the time yeah. comes to maybe look at cutting people um the other thing uh have on here before we uh chat about AEW. uh so you haven't seen any of this uh new documentary that came out this week um no, you were mentioning it there i look forward to checking that out though it's called wrestlers on netflix um and it is about ovw ohio valley wrestling which if you remember used to be what NXT is now, it used to be WWE uh, developmental. Uh, this was before even Florida Championship Wrestling. Um, a lot of big names came through there. John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, uh, Dave Batista. Like, you know, uh, they, 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 they still sort of uh, point that out. It's like, oh, this is, this is where superstars are made. Um, but yeah, it's it's Al Snow, who is part owner. He runs the books at everything. And then there's two other owners. Uh, this is a documentary series, which so just follows them through... Uh, it's like a six-month period or, or something. Um, and just uh, it follows Al Snow and booking and stuff, and, and then uh, focuses on a few of the talent um, uh, and tries to get a look at what it's like to be... Yeah, indie wrestling promotion. Um, hmm. So you, you've got these, uh, I said Al Snow is the part owners. You've got these <clears throat> other two new owners. There's one guy who isn't in it very much, I don't know, uh, but there's another guy who's this lo- does local sports radio. Uh, he's he's a big deal in, in that, I think it's Kentucky, somewhere, wherever. Um, and... So he doesn't really have much of a clue about wrestling. 
and there's all a lot of like Earl thinks he's a dickhead at the start and then you know it's whole learning and growing thing but mm. there's one thing that really shocked me about it it's like Al Snow's explaining so their their whole big deal that sets them apart from most indie promotions they have TV deals they're on local TV right um which is nuts yeah uh, and they do the TV and then they have pay-per-views and it's like one of their pay-per-views they're coming up to and he's like all right I need 500 pay-per-view buys to be profitable. Um, and hopefully we can do that the, this next upcoming show. And I was like, hmm, that doesn't sound like a lot. Uh, you know. Yeah, 500. Uh, AEW like is doing hundreds of thousands. So, like, yeah, yeah we wrestle promotion, like, worldwide buys. It's on Fight TV and that. So, yeah, yeah surely they can scrape together 500. 74 fucking buys. Jesus. 74 people bought this fucking show. I said, what the fuck? That is insane. Um, like, if you're from the area and you know about it and you couldn't get a ticket, I suppose. Hmm. Probably not that hard to get a ticket, though, is it? No. I mean, where they, they operate out of is like, you know, a few hundred can get in and you know in within the show they do look to be struggling to to get that um yeah but yeah it's definitely worth a watch uh it's it's very very good um good look at the the sort of behind the scenes of, of running an indie wrestling promotion i will say al snow is part of their problem because oh man the man is so out of touch with current day wrestling and refuses yeah, to refuses to watch any uh and but then we'll say oh they don't do this anymore they don't do that it's like why the fuck would you know you're not watching it always i hear older guys and like i don't know shit about booking a wrestling show but when they go complain about current day wrestling and then in the next sentence say i don't watch it and it's like what so how do you know what to complain about if you don't watch it they're like, oh, I watched it once. It's like that's not fair. It's mad to me. You've just told me those numbers. So this company, where the likes of Cena and Orton came through, yeah. isn't even doing as well as like <clears throat> Sammy Callahan's we indie promotion. No, no, no. That's crazy. And there are some very like <laughs> they say some very fucking delusional. He's like, "Oh, you have WWE and then AEW, and then we're the best." It's like, uh are you sure?" Yeah, um, because you know, Impact Wrestling might want a word with you. I don't know. Uh, there's, New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess they, you can let them away with. Uh, they're talking about American stuff. But there's like, right. you know, there's there's this up and coming um, promotion called Deadlock Pro Wrestling yep. that are like doing yep. way more like getting big stars in um and you guys were freaking out because you had to pay um oh what do you call the the guy uh the cowboy guy beer money storm james storm, storm. James storm. Right. <laughs> you paid james storm 600 dollars to take take the fucking title off some point <laughs> um but yeah it's a good it's a good watch i must I check it out uh, so, on AEW this week, 
we had some things that happened. Yeah, it felt uh, like a busy week. We're building up to two things mainly. Uh, we've got the uh, big show, big dynamite this week. Um, in Arthur Ashe, Grand Slam. Grand Slam. As we all, and then we're coming up on. Jesus, that is like uh, Wrestle Dream. A couple of weeks away. Is in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Jeez. Fuck. <laughs> that one crept up, crept up on us a bit there. Um, so yeah, if we just want to run through uh, the shows, I, I'm just going to say off top, I didn't watch Rampage, so uh, did you? Uh, uh, y- yes. <clears throat> I looked at the results there, and there's only one thing worth talking about. Yep, yep, true. Uh, um, so on Dynamite, we start off, we got uh, Moxley taking on Big Bill. Um, the more you see a big bill, the more you're like, this was a good idea. Yep. He's just improving week on, week out. Mm. Good big man. He's very, just... good, he's very good at being a, a shitty heel as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he... Uh, him working with Starks is brilliant as well. Definitely. Uh... I love the fact that it's big bill's match, but it's Starks' music that plays and he gets the pyro and all. <laughs> Of course. It's genius. It's fucking genius. Um, of course, Moxley retains here, but he uh, gets uh, thrown about a bit. Oh, he does, I. He does. He bleeds a bit. But of um, course. We had a, a beatdown after the match as well. Yeah. Um, which was, it was rescued by Danielson and Claudio. Claudio. So Claudio and Big Bill were having a bit of a, a square off, which was pretty Yeah, cool. that's the whole thing is like Claudio trying to lift Big Bill. He's always just trying to lift him. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we know he can. Oh, I. Uh, Don Callis uh, was announcing his next target. No one's surprised. It's Ibushi, his new I love. I love before he came to the ring and, and uh, Shivani tries to say his name and he pretends oh, yeah, he throws, he throws up his mouth. <laughs> that was very good. Fucking Shivani is amazing. Yep. 100%. Yep. So, yep. so obviously he brings out he's got to basically kill Ibushi because he is the heart of Kenny Omega. That's what he made it sound like. That's what he he's, says. He's, that was his um, literal he's, words. He's going to straight up murder Ibushi. He's going to set him on fire. And yep. And skin him. <laughs> skin him alive. So, I don't know. If something happens to Ibushi over the next few weeks, Don Callis better be like looking for somewhere to lay low for a while. <laughs> um, this is going to be brilliant, though. This is basically leading to the Kesta versus Ibushi. That's yeah. going to be awesome. It has to. And that will be an incredible match. Um, Yep. It'll be good to get Ibushi in, in some singles stuff, especially against Takeshita. They're um, making Takeshita into a killer, basically. Yeah. Well, not making, he is. He, he is, is now just he a just killer. Is. <laughs> uh, who can Orange Cassidy are a tag team now? I guess so. <laughs> yep. That was very good. Just uh, yep. eat, eating the crisps backstage. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Um, then we he's still tired 
Of course he is. He's Orange Cassidy. He's very tired. This is gimmick. <laughs> uh, women's four-way. Uh, this didn't get a ton of time. Most of it was during a break as well. I know. Very so annoying. No, nothing happened. Um, we really got two things out of this. Uh, Tony Storm wins, so uh, Soraya has her opponent for Grand Slam, mm-hmm. and uh, Sheeta and Britt Baker had more falling out stuff. Yep, more confrontation. Sheeta basically had the win, and Britt kicked her in the head to get her off the pin, and yeah, I think this is leading to something. But it's again we've we've said this already, but it's nice to have a rivalry building where a title's not the the main priority. Just two women having a feud. It just It's just incredibly slow. It's a hella slow build. This is Julia Hart turn slow at this point. Yeah. Um and still the women just aren't getting enough time. No. Uh I mean if you think about what we saw on this dynamite. Yep. And then what was on Rampage? Like, why couldn't mm. you have had the, like, say, for example, that Darby Allen match on Rampage mm. and given that time to the woman and then just cut one of those matches from Rampage that, let's be honest, didn't need to be there? Yeah, we had two squash matches, basically. Um,. Okay. But there was even matches on there that weren't really part of anything. Um, Like, why did we have the Hardys Lucha Brothers against the Butcher Blade, Jeff Jarrett, and Jay Lethal? Mm. What was that there for? (laughs) Who knows? Um, Yeah, so... What do we... (sighs) The women's stuff, I don't know, just please do better. Um yeah, MJF promo where he, he does some mathematics. <laughs> For Joe. I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was hearing. <laughs> like we we've joked about this so often and somebody went and did it. Yeah. And the crowd popped for it. Oh Jesus, they popped. It goes to show how it's mad how over a promo that he was told not to do at the time. He yeah. was told, don't do that. No one will get it. And look at it now. Yeah. He does some Steiner math on Joe. I, so poor Joe at this point must be going, hi, hey, there's two people using percentages on me. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? No Kurt Angle to factor in this time. No, he, had to, he factored in Adam Cole this time. <laughs> Adam Cole's not in the match. Well, he's not now. I see this is oh, where yeah. mathematics mathematics backfired on MJ. Oh we'll shit! I, later. <laughs> Joe changed the equation. <laughs> he was all fuck your math. I remember last time. Um, Hangman Brian Cage match, uh, which was very good. I very I much know. enjoyed that. They these two worked really well together. Um. They should use Brian Cage for more stuff. They should. He looks like a walking action figure. Yeah. 
and he's really good. That's the other thing. It's not just a look. He can genuinely go and he can do some crazy athletic shit. Uh, but I'm guessing the new look now is just the black tights and the, the makeup. I like it. Um, obviously, like at the start, it was a sting homage. Mm. Um, he's, he's, sort of, he's changed it up a bit. He's only got the one side painted now, um, which is is good. I think uh, I think it's meant to be like a wee homage. You know, when Terminator loses a bit of a skin on his face. Yeah, yeah. I think it's meant to be like a wee homage or something like that, because obviously he's the machine. Um, we get um, Hagman winning this because uh, this is part of the whole thing with Swerve. Um, mm. Swerve's throwing the embassy at him. Uh, beat down afterwards, Young Bucks come to the rescue. Nana gets super kicked. Um, after dancing for about ten minutes, <laughs> I the, the dancing's working, man. That's brilliant. The dancing is working for now. It's got him over. Yep. And see the fucking fact that it, the thing I loved about it, he was doing it so long, Nick was behind him doing it as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, where, all uh, right, that's, that's Wrestle Dream. So we'll probably get a tag match this week, I guess. Hmm. Um, we backstage bit with uh, Danny Garcia. Uh, Don Callis interrupts, um, trying to recruit him. Garcia gives him the hips. Danny the hips Garcia. Hey. <laughs> Don Callis loved it. Called it money. <laughs> he loved it. Um, uh, it. It's over as fuck with a crowd though when he does it. Yeah. Just the, the arms up. Uh, Garcia could work in the Callis family. Yeah, I have a theory about the Callis family, though. What is it? It's not going to be Garcia or Sammy or anyone close to Chris. Right. Don Callis is going to be running around for ages trying to get somebody. And then he'll say he's got somebody, but he won't tell us who it is. And Jack Perry's going to come in and murder someone then. No, you think it's going to be Jack Perry? I do. Mm. Fair enough. Because... He's obviously after someone young because he's went after Sammy. He's went after Danny. He's obviously after a young talent. Yeah. Um, and he wants an angry young talent. Uh, out of those guys, it's definitely Perry that needs the mouthpiece. Yes. Plus, you know, with Perry's... Because he may get a bit of fucking arseholery from fans when he comes back. Won't matter if you've got Don Callis standing beside him then. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, we got breaking news just sent to us. Um, oh shit! That uh, Ed Boon says the Switch version will be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Ed. I don't know. <laughs> Love Ed Boon and all, but he, he he can't pull miracles. Yeah. Seems like a bit much for even him. Yep. Uh, Unless he's hiring fucking Id or something. I mean, it's, it's just fundamentally just reduce the fucking price. Fuck's sake. <laughs> We've never uh, had a game segue during the wrestling. 
just you know, that's a, that's how breaking news works. Yep, true, true. Uh, Darby Allen and Nick Wayne had a match against Matt Menard, uh, and Coolhand Angelo Parker. Them uh, boys are so over, hey. Them, them boys are over, but I think that the main uh, person <laughs> this it was Christian on commentary. Oh Jesus Christ! Forgot about that. And then is um, his nice wee promo after after the match. Um, yep. Complaining about Nick Wayne's more not putting out enough bikini pictures on her Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Oh, he just made this his thing now. This is my thing. Yep. I found wrestlers whose dad has passed away and say things about their ma. Somebody somebody put on it. It was a bit cold, but I did giggle. I shouldn't have. It was all someone for the love of God keep Christian away from negative one. Oh Jesus. <laughs> um Yeah, we're Oh yeah. And then uh, Christian challenged Darby Allen and Sting to a match against him, uh, Luchasaurus. Oh, dear which God. It, which is on Rampage, if I understand correctly. Yes. Which will be two hours long this week. Oh, will it? Right. Oh, because it's Grand Slam. Mm. Um, I pray, pray that Tony nope. Khan stops nope. marking out. Nope. <laughs> Not nope. happening, is it? <laughs> Sting's gonna uh, fall on top of Luchasaurus, and that'll be it. Yep, it's all over. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna no sell the one of the fucking biggest monsters in the company. Fuck's sake! Mm. Oh, we know how that's going. Unless yeah. unless the other side of it is, you know, Darby takes the pin and Sting's too busy outside or something. Do they know Darby's taken pins before? Sting's never obviously taken a pin or even looked like he's remotely being hurt, but... If we want to get across how dangerous Luchasaurus is, just have a murder Sting and pin him. That, yeah. Imagine the stunness of the crowd if the match started and Luchasaurus just emptied Sting and pinned him. Feels like we say this every time there's a Sting match. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's... I think for this time though, it's Luchasaurus and he's your fucking TNT champ. We're the only people that don't like Sting. It's not that I don't like Sting. It's like he has to fucking realize he's not an up and comer like, anymore. You or think Tony about Khan it. has to realize this? Uh, you you have one eating hard on Sting because like you were there <laughs> and Sting it's, was there and you were still like fuck sick. <laughs> yep. Don't get me wrong. Marked out for the entrance. Marked out for the entrance. Right? Oh, the entrance well, was... yeah, the, the metallic entrance. But, yeah, yeah, it was old school WCW thing, you know. And I was like, oh, class. But then, you know, it was getting a bit, oh, that's right. He's, he's fucking going to beat, you know, Swerve Strickland, one of the best in the business at the moment, you know, prime of his fucking career. And we're going to have him lose to a 65-year-old like, man. He sat on Swerve... I hear people as well. It's like, oh, this must be. It's amazing for Swerve. Very is Wembley Stadium with Sting. It's like uh, it's all well and good for Swerve. I'm the one that fucking paid to be here. I don't want to see that. What the I, I get 
I get that there are wrestlers getting to work with their idol, the guy they grew up watching and all that. Like Scorpio Sky, we yeah, remember but... him being an interview and he was like the first thing, I have to do something with Sting. And he got to do it. And that was the early days of Sting's arrival. And you didn't mind then. Because, you know, I thought it was genuinely, oh, he got pure shafted in WWE, so he's, they're going to let him do a couple of big things and, you know, get him over mm. and all that there. But yeah, it's you... getting to the point now where it's ridiculous. You don't want to see someone get taken out with an injury and them to go out in their own terms, but he he's had ample opportunity to do that now. Um and it it's just for me it just gets a bit on it unbelievable where like yeah, it's sting, he's all stingified or whatever i i just don't don't have nostalgia either but it's like uh, well, all i'm seeing is an old man of face being fucking about in the ring um yeah. and it is getting these last couple of matches it's getting really bad it's it's like watching and this is the same it's like you always see this in japan is the really old guys that won't mm. fucking stop and watching them trying to work and it's like man this is this is hard to watch. And then people are like, you still got it? And it's like, what are you fucking watching? Seriously? I mean, that happened at the the, f- <laughs> the fucking Ric Flair's last match. They started chanting, you still got it, Adam. I was like, what? <laughs> he's ha- He's been passed out most of this match. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> he looks like he's... I get the- You're humoring the guy, I suppose. But, you know... Um... Uh, I, I just humored someone and they're straight up lying to them. <laughs> but I, I just don't like the idea. It, it's not even like you can't have Sting. It's just that the fact that he's like an this unbeatable thing. And was Sting that in in WCW? Nope. Like he was neither the, uh, WCW or TNA. He was not like on. Hurtable, yeah, and it's Sting. He can take a loss. No one would give a shit. Um, There's no need for him to be booked this strong. Um, like WCW, he was the white meat baby face that kept getting fucked over by Ric Flair constantly. Yep, and then he was a mopey boy in in the rafters, and then he got fucked over by Hulk Hogan instead. but yeah, I don't want to see Luchasaurus getting like I don't want to see Luchasaurus choke him, sling, sting, and sing. Just stand up again. Uh, just yeah, just don't. But it was bad enough. He no sold the super kick party. <laughs> Come on, fuck. Um, Samoa Joe beat Roderick Strong in the final of the Grand Slam Eliminator tournament. Um, Joe's just really good at the minute. Yeah, and I know he like Joe's older, but he's in his forties. He can still go. He um, really can, and he is. You just buy him as an unstoppable monster at the minute. I love um, when he he won the match. He just uh, you know what are, he he grabs a microphone and he just looks dead into the microphone and just does Max. I'm coming for you. And you're like, it's his, <laughs> the voice is, oh, brilliant. He's, he's like this, it's like Michael Myers announcing that he's going to get you. I think that would be yeah. worse than not expecting him. And he gets Roderick Strong, the old fucking 
I'll give you a reason for that. <laughs> for that oh, fuck. Get the medics in. Just put in the stretcher. This was excellent though. Roddy was fine. And then Adam Cole starts coming down and he sees Adam and he oh, throws yeah, him right. <laughs> It was fucking brilliant the way he He's him. on the stretcher being, where's Adam? He's like, I'm right here. I can't see. <laughs> he is playing this up brilliantly. Adam. Adam. It's, it's fucking great. And then Joe just chokes out Adam Cole. Oh, that was so good. He just comes back out and chokes him out. Basically tells him, tells Max, I'm taking everything from you. So yeah. Although Mike Bennett fucking killed me. It was like, oh my god, he's just like so he obviously does it pure on purpose, but he's just so it's so hammy man. Oh my god, I'm so very concerned. <laughs> it was fucking amazing. <laughs> Bennett and your man Taven are fantastic. They are uh, the kingdom. Aye, really, really good. I'm glad they're actually getting some time on the mic to show how good they actually are. Mm. Uh, Rampage, yeah, was mostly just whatever matches. Um, yeah, it really was. Yeah, well, well we had Kingdom beating uh, Daniels and Matt Sidel. Yeah. Um, and then... Peter Avalon was on TV. He had on TV with um, the the Outrunners. <laughs> yep. Uh, Magnum and Turb. Yep. Um, where's Ryan Nemeth? And your big man. Uh, I know Cesar. He's he's out doing Independence at the moment. JD. Uh, well, J J. Yeah, they're doing the War Horsemen stuff. They're they're challenging. Uh, they they I will, FTR. We'll come to that in a moment. Aye, because that 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 crowd. <sighs> yeah, we'll, me we'll, off. we'll talk about that crowd in a minute. Yeah, jobbered. <laughs> That's one of the worst wrestling crowds I've ever seen. I don't even think they were wrestling fans. Yeah. Um. But the main thing here was Jaden Statlander. Yeah, it also opens squashing as well. Jaden Statlander. Uh, I, I heard this was. Uh, Jade Cargill's best match. It kind of was because um, just fucking Statlander was uh, not taking any shite from her. Any time she stopped to do her, you know, her fucking treacle and slow motion thing, Statlander <laughs> just wheeled her in the face. <laughs> That's it was how brilliant. You do it. <laughs> it was brilliant. Anytime she stopped, Statlander just wheeled the elbow into her. And it's like you could just see her like keep up. Um, there was a there was one cool moment where they they done obviously the double clothesline spot. Another way Jade does the kick up. Yes, the, refer, the referee was counting, and uh, Jade sort of you know leans back to do her kick up, and Stat does it at the same time, and they both kicked up at the exact same time in the exact same manner. That was actually pretty cool. Yeah, and then fucking Stat goes to town on her again, but it was probably it. Seeing as it is potentially her, well, no, it is her final match. That's her. I'm is. pretty sure. So, from what I'm reading at the, the end, uh, Jade shakes her hands. Yes, yes, yes. And hugs her and leaves. And obviously, yep. the, the, the rumors are out there that she is leaving for WWE. Mm-hmm. And I think was at the Performance Center this week. Which, let's be honest, looks- is the best place for her. 
Yeah. But I do worry. I mean, our friend Burnsy said it best. If you've been training with Danielson for three years and you haven't improved one fucking butt, good luck to whoever's taken over. How can you not? That fucking Danielson could take me and in three years' time, <laughs> I guarantee I would be ten times better than Jade. One three years th- with Danielson. One difference, though, is WWE style will probably be easier for her. That's maybe true. And uh, we'll cover up a lot of her sort of, you know, shortcomings more. Mm. Um, she'll probably do well in WWE, to be honest. Maybe that's what it is. Um, it's like, I don't like AEW. If you're not, if you're, you're, if you're not up to that quality in the ring, you just, just there's no, no saving you really. And there's, I do. Tony can't put a lot of faith in her from the moment she came in. She'd literally never wrestled a match in her life. Her first match was on AEW TV. In fact, every match she's ever had has been on AEW TV. And, you know, it's, it's just no improvement over that time. Mm. I, I, I don't want to sound like a bastard, but she ain't going to be missed. I'm sorry. No, not for me either. Nah. Um, there was far better women in that locker room who deserved that TV time. Yeah, 100% there are. And for some reason, they're not getting it because it's just going to more yeah. of the men. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's not even like she leaves and they get it. It's like, fuck, what, what do you do? Um, Collision then, you had the, the tag team match, which is a fallout from Dynamite with Big Bill, Ricky Stark, sticking on Danielson and Claudio Castanoli. Uh, Danielson, this match is showing you why he is one of the best ever. Him going up against Big Bill and the way he did that, uh, just yep. fucking amazing. Um, Brilliant. Just focusing on, you know, the legs and that, and then Big Bill just overpowering him. Yeah. Um, it's all the cracking story between them two. Yeah, just really well done. Um, the just sheer tenacity of uh, Danielson. Yep. Um, to take and the other building. story was obviously you have Danielson and Starks doing their thing, and then we finally get some Claudio and Big Bill action as well, which is pretty cool. Finish to the shock me, I won't lie. Glad to see it though, it was pretty cool the way they done it. it. I think that's the right way to do it. The low blow from Starks on Danielson getting the pin over him. A pin Danielson. Yep. So the, the, uh, definitely the right move. Mm hmm. Ricky Starks is going to be a big fucking deal. Uh, with FTR defend their tag titles um, against uh, yeah. Iron Savages, it's kind of a okay. kind of a squash match, but um, kind of. But the, <laughs> what do you call the big boy? The big boy that made him look like a fucking brute, uh, a boulder. Yeah, I get your man Jack yeah. Jameson getting fucking shatter machine right at the start. Do you know what? <laughs> at first. At first, I wasn't sold on the whole, you know, changing their name and all the rest of it, but they have just leaned into being ridiculous, and it's just working so well for them. Yeah. Um, and uh, Nigel McGuinness just does such a good job at, at selling oh. their shit. What was oh. that? The, the fucking juice? <laughs> the sauce. Or the, the sauce. Bulk uh, sauce. <laughs> the bulk sauce. <laughs> it's just I'd like, I'd, I really feel like... Uh, you're starting to see like the chemistry between McGinnis and uh, Kelly sort of 
they're they're gelling well it's just the, the part where it's like is it because like the bulk sauce i put some of that in your drink <laughs> i can't feel my right Ke- knee <laughs> kevin kelly he doesn't even miss a beat he's like that's what that was i can't feel my right knee <laughs> kevin kelly's really good at that like reacting um yeah without missing a beat uh things so good uh, I know they've only had him once or twice, but uh, Ian Riccoboni was very good with him as well, with McGuinness. Mm. <laughs> they used to talk about the Riccobone zone and all that. Riccobone <laughs> 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 zone. Fucking, uh, fantastic, but great, great wee match for them. I know they didn't get a lot of TV time, but I think they got to put over the fact that they're two big boys and they can actually move yeah, as well. Yeah. The big guy can up for the moonsault. Holy fuck. Yeah, uh, Boulder uh, went up for a moonsault. Impre- impressive looking thing. Off a second rope, no less. I'm so glad that Dax uh, got out of the way, though. He'd have died. It's fucking Bam Bam style, isn't it? Second rope. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Fantastic. And then, after the match, you know, FTR, you know, they're doing their reopen challenge, and the commentators are saying, who's next? And the workhorse men come out. Well we have been known on, We have been on TV many times. Yeah. Well known tag team. That's what I say. Like, uh, this crowd, do they watch AEW? There was a special, there was a guy in a tie dye tie dye t shirt right in the center, hard cam. I wanted to clash him around the face. Why? Just being a fucking obnoxious cunt. Oh, okay. Um, I, don't, I don't even remember this, like, but my, my Aussie Open were cutting their promo. Um, oh, okay. You know, they're just acting like, oh, I don't know who this is, get out, sort of thing. It's that, that kind of, like, weren't playing into the heat of it. It was like, it was just, like, shitty, shitty, uh, like, I go to this college and I just got handed tickets type of uh, stink coming off them. Because that's like, the, 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 hey? I'm oh, sorry. I was just going to say, chanting, who are you at the workhorseman? Yeah. It's like, just, do, watch, watch the product, shitbags. <laughs> You uh, know? Fuck off. Fucking. Oh, I don't know how. I it, it pissed me off at this point. I was like, these fucking arseholes have no idea who these guys are. If they, It's almost like, oh, uh, we all got tickets to come to this wrestling thing and it's not uh, WWE. What the fuck? And just like, then fuck off. Jesus Christ. It, mm. it, it, it actually annoyed me. Uh, the, the crowd was pretty shitty the whole way through the show as well. The only, the only time they really made noise. Uh, was Britt Baker because she went to college there or something. And then, well, there was a lot of noise during that first match as well because those kids would not stop fucking uh, screaming. My, my missus was beside me when we were watching it because obviously it's collisions so I watched it on a Sunday when I'm working and she kept looking over at me going, what is that fucking noise? <laughs> we couldn't work out what it was for a while. They're right beside commentary position at the corner. Someone must have said something to them. Because that entire first match, they would not stop, like, high-pitched, clear as a yeah. fucking bell, screaming. I think, all, um, I think uh, Kevin Kelly even mentioned something about that these kids are losing their minds beside us. Mm. Um, I, I, I've just received some breaking news here myself, very, very okay. quickly. Okay. Minoru Suzuki just had a wrestling match on a packed bullet train in Japan. Why not? Against, Jesus. Uh, I apologize if I'm butchering this name. Sanshiro Tagagi. Never heard of him. And there's a picture of it, and the two guys are wailing the shite out of each other I'll in ha- the middle aisle on a bullet I- train. 
has to be a DDT match. Oh yeah, it was DDT. <laughs> of course. That's fucking amazing. Sorry, sorry. Anything to do with Suzuki and I have to know. Um, I know that's down, but that, that uh, Keith Lee part was a bit weird, but what was up with the guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking been twice. Collision take one, clap your hand. Was that on purpose? Is that a thing? Well, first, I, first I thought it was. And then they done it with the Big Bill pro, the Big Bill and uh, Starks promo later, and you can see Big Bill looking at the guy going, "What are you doing? Is that a fan who ran backstage? Because he doesn't actually have one of them clapper boards." Oh, I don't do, know. Do they do those for fucking promos? I don't know. Well, they they had it for the second one. For oh, the, uh, the Starks one, they had it. So I, I don't know. They gave him one. <laughs> uh, John Silver was on TV and won. Yep. Awesome. I, I like heel. <laughs> heel dark. Oh, heel dark. Heel dark orders. Fucking awesome. He won completely clean. He did, it was yes. A great <laughs> victory. Anthony Bowes <laughs> just couldn't keep up. No, nope, um, couldn't keep up with a meat man. They'll, they'll have them trios titles in no time. That would uh, be awesome. <laughs> Eric Kingston promos, always great. I, oh, I watched uh, on YouTube, they have the, the entire history of Eddie Kingston and Claudio. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously limited to Ring of Honor and w- yeah. uh, AEW. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I'm actually very hyped for their, their match. Yep. Uh, title versus title. Eddie has to win that. Um, as I say, Aussie Open had another squash match. The uh, crowd was was dicks to them, yep. uh, but they challenged FTR. Yep. Uh, at was it at Wrestle Dream? Uh, yes. Or then, ah, it was Wrestle Dream. Ah, it's a year to the day they fought them before. Mm. That was the thing. Yes, yes. Um, I would not begrudge Aussie Open taking the titles off yep. FTR. You know, that would be pretty cool. Uh, RJ said, yeah, the wee interview with Tony Storm was pretty good. That was complained, amazing. Complained about the lamp at that. <laughs> you always use more RJ City. What does he say? She's going to slap the tits off someone? <laughs> That's like her catchphrase, no? <laughs> yep. <laughs> what is the t-shirt she has? Um, tits out something? I don't know. No. I can't remember. Uh... This this crazy unhinged character she's doing is amazing. It is very good. Eh? Um, it's, it's way better than the outcast. Yeah, big time. Pish. It's pish. It's just cold. It's <laughs> pish. Always has been. Um, Andrade Scorpio had a match. Um, Scorpio was out injured. Sorry, you you got Andrade on the the. Yep. When you return, um, it's gonna be a match. Uh, it was. The crowd was shit for it again. Um, yep, I'm try, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to use a figure eight again and, and gets the tap out with that. Mm. Is it, so, is it just a thing now? Just using your wife's moves. Mm-hmm. Um, then after we had Jay White coming out, just being <laughs> all you looking at us. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. <laughs> I do look at my boys. I'm, I'm gonna fight you. <laughs> um, 
Uh, uh, brilliant. See, um, Jay White's face is on the trucks now. Is it, eh? He has replaced CM Punk, I think. Nice. He's no better much, man for it. Yeah, aye. He is the face of Collision now. Nice. Um, I would actually say Bullet Club Gold are kind of a bigger deal than Standard Bullet Club at the moment. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what's going on in New Japan at the moment, so... Mm-hmm. But probably, you're probably right. Um, yeah. Right, just make their AEW uh, debut against the Hardys and won? Yeah, um... I'd never seen the big... I've seen the, the guy Vincent wrestle. He's pretty solid in the ring. Like, I'd never seen the big guy go Dutch. Mm-hmm. He's he's very boss man. You are 100% correct. He is very boss man. I'd never put that together. He he does just big, big brother, broody man. That's the first thing I... When he started moving around the ring and he started doing stuff, I saw this guy's clearly a boss man fan. <laughs> <laughs> So even on the, he, I'm pretty sure didn't he do a boss man slam at one stage? Probably did. I pro, I think he done a boss man slam or maybe just a sidewalk slam. I don't know, but it was fucking cool. And I was like, yep, I like this guy. So um, yeah, no problem with the righteous. And that's obviously the Hardys just putting over a young team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they'll doing keep the thing this, that they're there to. Do, yeah, yeah. They'll keep this rivalry going, and then there's obviously still one more member of the righteous to be unleashed at the moment. Oh yeah, that guy. That guy. <laughs> that fucking turncoat. <laughs> um, he'll, go, he'll go back at some stage. So they're going after MJF and Adam Cole's Ring of Honor tag titles. That is why yes. they were there. I doubt they're going to take them, though. I'm pretty sure we know who's going to take them. Who? It's going to be the kingdom. Do I know? You think so? Uh, I probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm being stupid, yeah. <laughs> Did you just say rhino? No. Could happen. He, he's still he going. Said, he's still he going. Is, he, showed up, he showed up in the thousandth episode with Heath there. Um, and then uh, Ricky Starks challenges Danielson to a Texas death match because, sure. Why not? <laughs> um, then Chris Statlander defends her title against Britt Baker. You noticed something about this before the match even started? What? It didn't have its usual main event half-hour time slot. Yeah. Because it's a woman. <laughs> it's the woman. They don't get half an hour. It was a good match, but it's just like Statlander's just fucking fantastic. Yeah. I did enjoy that that was the story they were telling. It was just Stat being a monster. Yeah. And she had to work heelish because, she did. I don't know, Britt Baker went to the school, so... Yeah, she went to school there. That's like me getting cheered if I went back to Leg and Needle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Americans are weird with that stuff. It's like... You, you carry where you went to school for the rest of your life for some reason. Or so you should be like, who gives a shit? Yeah. If you think our school's a fucking asbestos filled dump these <laughs> days and I couldn't be happier for it. <laughs> Fuck that place. <laughs> I mean, when you talk about universities, like, we don't have a lot of options over here. And it's like, um, if you went to the same university I did, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> 
would be fucking I'd, I'd be clear. If I went to Penn State, I'd be clear cheering for Stylander still because she's fucking amazing and is yep. um well I suppose they're Actually, both the face. There's they're both faces in, in that situation. They were but Statlander's actually been defending her belt on like fucking Soraya, who won it at London and hasn't done a damn thing with oh, it. Oh jeez. Fucking remind me of that. <clears throat> but yeah, How long is that for win. Yeah, she does she does get the, the wing uh, the win. Um we we get the interestingly Britt Baker uses uh, a move she hasn't used in a long ass time. I've never seen her use it in AEW anyway. She may have used it like well, that's technically not AEW. I was gonna say all all in, the original. Oh right. Uh. Um Yeah. The um I like the way the uh lockjaw the the counterfeit is pretty much well known now. It's like just roll over. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Unless you're Abaddon, she has a different counter. No, oh, I'm just gonna bite you. <laughs> Didn't enjoy that that time when she went to put the hands in, and she looked at Abaddon and just slowly took the hand away. <laughs> um, yeah, Stalander wins. Um, yep. out of that uh, roll up from the lockjaw, uh, and we get a look at who. Might be the next opponent, Julia Hart, in the crowd watching. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Do you, I, I don't think she'll beat no, no. Statlander, but I don't know who, who could at this stage. Well, she hasn't had it too long either. I say just let her run with it. Fuck it. Uh, she's up, up over 100 and some days. I think she's over the three-month mark. Is she? I think so. Doesn't feel like that long ago. When was it double or nothing? Um, was it at a pay-per-view? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah, it was meant to be Jade and um, Taya, and then obviously Jade slabbered, you know, I can go again, and it was Statlander's big return. <clears throat> I think it was, um, mm. I think it was double or nothing. Um, oh. And I wouldn't even be thinking about who's going to take it over. Just let it go. Let it ride. And she's 114 days. She won it back in May. Hmm. Um, but I'm guessing that they're going to try and do something similar to what Orange Cassidy did with the, um, the international title to get some prestige on it by just having her go fucking... Nuts on the defenses. Yeah. Um, because that that worked well. From but um, could also you know do a big angle with it. Maybe yep. I yep. don't know. Let, let, let's let's do some booking for the woman. No, haven't so bad. Um, that's us. That is us. That is us. Um, do, do the thing. But yeah, Grand Slam this week. Two weeks, we got the um, new pay-per-view Wrestle Dream 
So mm-hmm. it's hard to say AEW at the moment because like it always feels like oh it's like maybe this hasn't been built up and then you get to the pay per view and it's like oh, well, what was I even worried about? <laughs> and yeah, all yeah. out showed that most of all, but um, it did, it did. Right, let's. Uh, well, I'm not getting out of here. I live here. I'll stay here. Yeah. You live there. So, but let's yep. stop recording ourselves talking shit into these microphones, and we'll do it again <laughs> next week, sure. Sounds like a plan to me. See you then. Bye. Bye.